Here we are again, Daggy and Barney are with you to do footy and frothies. Uh, we just spent a good five minutes doing the mic <laughs> check on the wrong mic, so that's good. Yep. Uh, but we can all hear each other. Fantastic uh, start. I can hear you. Yes. You can hear me. I think yeah. I can hear you. Yeah, that sounds good. And uh, here we are, Barn. What's happening? Don't hear enough from the people out there, though. No. Come on, guys. People, Get tell us. It. We've had uh, actually... Be abusive. Interesting. Uh, Be uh, nice. We've had some, some stuff from some of our super coach friends. Yes. So Lloyd is playing his, his missus. <laughs> in the final of one Which of is always cops. dubious. Like, that's surely <laughs> a burner. But well done, Lloyd. Beating yourself in the final. Why not? Um, well done to, for him, getting all the way through to one of our comps. And Ben Roberts, good friend of the show, is going to play his brother in oh, the really? Footy and Frothy's official league. I yep. guess it's official. The 20 yeah, people yeah. we crowbarred in. Yep. Uh, him and Jack are playing in the oh, right. other one. So yeah, they yeah. both messaged me messages us today to let us know. Uh, Ben's a big Waz fan, so uh, oh, nice. we might him. try and get him on. He's a very, very astute judge, obviously. Mm. Uh, I might try to get him on to talk about how they've gone this season at some point soon. Good uh, to see Danan got knocked out. That's real Love shame. Love you, Danan. <laughs> yeah. Broke a heart there. Uh, poor bugger. And then in the in the uh, repper charge, I'm playing flobs in the, oh, the yeah. bottom eight playoff. So. <laughs> it's, just, it's all all in the family this weekend. Not, eh? Yeah. Not quite the same. Get your mic up a little bit for me, Mark. Yeah, and mate. Thank you. Uh, what else is happening? No, not much. Just getting over the lingering fucking effects of the, whatever the hell it was that I caught last week. But um, yeah, no, it's been pretty good. Um, pretty good weekend. Obviously, we we spent a fair bit of time together on Saturday. Mm, sorry which about that. Is, <laughs> <laughs> most of us <was> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, just a family day on the Saturday, cleaning and you know running around chasing the little one around for the day. So it's been pretty good. Yourself? Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. No, just um, plugging through. I've got to say, and we, we thanks to. May as well plug them. PlayUp yep. gave us some uh, tickets to the game, so check them out. Uh, thanks especially to the Guzzler for arranging that. And Very nice uh, we set got up to down set, there. spend the day in the uh, field club. The field club. Yeah. Fantastic. Very, yeah, great. Some some good food. Uh, obviously, plenty of frothies. Uh, great seats on, nice the, on the halfway side. Yeah, I got absolutely. to watch. I literally was standing from me to that table over there, so yeah, probably 10 metres away from Appy's mm -hmm. match winning conversion, which is cool when you look back on hindsight. Yep. Um, so didn't, didn't that just drop perfectly? Oh, <laughs> yeah. just, I didn't think it was going, didn't think it had the legs. I it, it's funny when you watch back the video even, uh, I don't think anyone else did either, and then the mm. crowd just went, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Tigers won a game, so that was nice, only cost me a couple hundred. Um, yeah, it was a, um, a weird... <laughs> Weird vibe you're giving off at the end of that game. <laughs> yeah, it's all it, it's all about my pocket these days, you know. Yeah, but uh, it was a great night out. Uh, yeah, like we said, I'd, I'd do it again. Just, yeah, absolutely. Uh, find, uh, yeah, do it again. Take my take the misses next time if the opportunity was to arise. As much as I love spending it with you, David, I probably owe her something for letting me do this show twice a week, every week. Mm -hmm. uh, but that all being aside, anything else you want to talk about this week? Well, we've cleared up the eight a little bit. There's only really now two or three left that are any chance of sneaking into oh, that last spot. So. I, uh, we've, or I have, because I'm a very intelligent man, have, have <laughs> been quite critical of South for a long time. I'm amazed mm. to see how shocked. It's like all everyone in the media was suddenly shocked South aren't going to make the like. Yeah, no, have I was they just been um, watching games? more surprised that you know generally the the two big guns in that team do really stand up in the um, mm. 
in those big games and there was really only one of them in Damien Cook that got in and amongst yeah. it. The other the other two went missing for mar- large Luttrell parts of that game. did not cover himself in glory. No. And, and as everyone knows, I am a, a huge fan, but it wasn't his finest so we'll, moment. We'll break that down a little Absolutely. bit more when we actually get um, to it. Speaking but, of uh, Souths, we should... No, I definitely wasn't surprised to see um, them lose. The way they lost was a bit... Um, yeah. It was very, very disappointing, especially if you're a Souths fan. But. We'll get to that. But speaking of Souths, I want to pay tribute to Kyle Turner, who unfortunately Absolutely. lost his life on the weekend. Very sad news. 31, I believe. Uh, premiership mm. winner. Uh, career crawled a little bit through injury. And, yeah, unfortunately, very sad uh, thoughts to all of his friends and family and all the best to them. Uh, oh, very, very sad news. Uh, I guess we may as well keep running through the rest of it. Uh, speaking of Latrell, he's out for one to two matches, which would be... He's taking I assume early play. Ta- he's got the take, one. So yeah. it would just be the Roosters game because he's got the bye this week. Yep. Which they can use. But uh, we have also flagged um, how much travel they've had lately. But speaking, a few people seem to think that shouldn't matter. Vince was nonplussed about that. He said that that's all bullshit. Well, Perth's a big one, but the Sharks bounce back off the trip to Perth. So, yeah, yeah it's probably they've, more a... They've um, had... The positioning of where those where but, Souths were coming into those games more so than where they're at now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other injury news: Jaden Campbell was thought to be an ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, now could just be patella sublax. Right. Well, that's, that's Asian, a, um, which is good. Yeah, that's a fantastic result. No, if I that's mean, it might not it matter is. if they're finished in two weeks anyway. No, that's right. The, the but it's better than missing him for next season means as well. He, um, he should be there at the start of next year rather than having to miss him till round 15 or 20 next year. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, and Philip Sammy, through the same game, yeah, has a Liz injury? Frank injury, Liz which Frank. I think's one of your bones through the middle there somewhere. Uh, ankle, so, yeah, yeah. High ankle sprain, one of the bones so, cracked. Yeah. Probably him again. Uh we, I haven't seen anything about Garrick, but it didn't look pretty coming down on his back there. No, he, looked, he had the wind taken out of him. Mm. Uh, and Teddy is a Category 1. I think they've already got moves in motion to try and get him. And it was, it, what happened yeah, in that was game was... upgraded by the bunker. Yeah, yeah, which is what I talked about last week. Absolutely um, and it was. it happened again. Yeah. Uh, rightly or wrongly, but I don't understand how it can be made from a box 50 k's away. But... I'm just assuming it comes down to probably the player's reaction in that first minute after after the knock. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the signs that they are showing yeah. when they... Yeah. Whereas the doctor might miss that first 10 or 20 seconds after the impact. Yeah. The cameras are obviously a lot closer to see what kind of reactions you're getting out of the player. That being said, I know it's a must-win game, but it's not like the Roosters to rush them in that situation either. So yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if, given they're playing the Tigers, if... Well, when I got home, I did go and watch all the. Um, I went back and watched all the press conferences over the weekend, and yeah, he basically said as much. He goes, "Well, if they've if it's classified as one, and he seems okay at the moment, but it's not something that we're really going to push with him. We'll particularly we'll get through the week of, of and any see club how it's in, going. in the NRL. They've had that history, haven't they, with yeah, Cordner and Friend and Co. Had a pretty rough run in the last three or four years. Yeah. The Roosters with the with the HIA. Uh, no other real suspension news. Uh, they as well find Tigers officially mm-hmm. signed Bud Sullivan and Aiden Caesar for next year, so that's okay. cool. Yeah, that's some depth uh, in the house. Something to add there. Do we be back at the back end of next year? Mm. Fainu as well. So they do get uh, at least this year. They do get a preseason with Marshall in charge. And interesting with the Tigers that uh, when you and I, uh, it 
I was thinking about this a little bit today. Remember, they didn't have a preseason with Bateman. Didn't have a preseason no. with Brooks because he had the injury going into yep. the year and it's been a concern all the way through. Buller was injured pre-season two. Otherwise, they were saying he would have debuted in Apparently that Apparently, they round. trained Laurie at six for most of the off-season the and then Dewey didn't, didn't play have, him there. Dewey didn't have a pre-season. <laughs> uh, so, like, in terms of um, it's all, you know, eternal optimism being a Tigers fan, but <laughs> it'd be good to see, you know, a 30-man squad get a full pre-season when you say some of those names out loud and think about it mm. and what they miss through injury. You know, it's not the worst thing. Caesar. You know, he brings very good left foot kicking game. Uh, a, a, a player willing to take dig into the line, uh, which is good, which could open up whatever. I, I, I assume Sullivan ends up maybe a 14, but who knows? We'll see what happens. See with Fainu. They start with Fainu, whether that's something down the road, but all very interesting, and at least it's something to work with. Well, Caesar, even at um, the back end of his career in the NRL, did play a bit more like a six than a seven. So mm. if Sullivan was to play as that... Um, more as a di- ball distributor and a, a controlling half, which does seem like he has that in his game. It could be um, could be a setup there for the Tigers. But. Yeah, so that's you know it's something. Mm. So that's cool. Uh, not a lot of other news. <laughs> Doesn't really. mean much for you for twelve months though, unfortunately. Here we are, and we get to <laughs> or do nine months until our five-hour preview show where we <laughs> you know spurt bullshit again. But no, it's not. But it, it, at least it's a result, and you can move forward. And yeah, absolutely. See what's going on. Are you anything else happening? You want to talk about? No, not overly. Cool. Get into the game. We may as well get into it. And you would have been a happy boy on Thursday night. 32-12. Uh, Sharks have now put together a very, very good month of footy. Mm-hmm. Uh, three weeks at least, yeah. Let's call it three weeks. Physical. <laughs> well, they came back from Perth in better form. So, uh, physical, uh, very good execution. And you would have been happy. So you may as well get stuck into the stats and lead us away. Yeah, 12 points for the Cowboys, 32 for the Sharks. Two tries to five. Two out of two conversions for the Cowboys, five out of five for Cronulla, and one out of one penalty attempt for Cronulla. 83% completion for the Cowboys, 79% for Cronulla. 198-plus running metres for the Sharks. Three line breaks to four, 44 tackle busts played 49, eight offloads to 13, two forced dropouts for Cronulla, one 20 for the Sharks. 331 tackles played 346, eight errors to 12, four penalties conceded to seven. Three Ruck infringements against Cronulla, one inside the 10 against the Cowboys. Hines with 108 supercoach points, Drinkwater with 85, and Connor Tracy with 79. As you said, pretty hard, pretty happy as a Sharks fan, to be honest. Um, they're still going to need to improve on what they're doing to challenge the absolute cream of the crop in those top two or three teams that are on the top of the ladder. But um, performances like they've put out for the last two or three weeks would be at least competitive for a big chunk of a match, I would imagine. Um... The defensive lineup's been much more resistant uh, recently, which has been obviously a pleasure to see rather than just no, no, team no scoring at will. Shoulders out there. Uh, yeah, Trindle's made a big difference there, and so's Wade Graham, actually. Um, he's had a good month. I know he's missed a couple of tackles here and there, but it generally comes towards the back end of the game when he gets a bit tired. At the start, he's been quite good in defence, and um, obviously if you can keep him out for as long as possible, that helps. Um, the, there was some good scramble in this match as well, especially at the start, because Cowboys were did challenge the Sharks a little good, bit in the first sort of minutes yeah, where this was game on. Yeah, 20, 25, 30 minutes. Um, and the Sharks did sort of scramble to save a try or two in that first half an hour. Um, there was. It, it helps that they've got a second strong kicking option now. Like Trindle's doing half, if not more, of the kicking at the moment, especially the long kicking, which is obviously yeah. taking a bit of pressure well, off Hines. Cool, the two key discussion points in the change of the last. 
three weeks has been Tracy and Trindle. And what they've done is make it much like the sweet play with Sharks Go mm-hmm. for Yeah, that's Lee Shots yeah. And now it's much more direct. Tracy's mm. happy to come back through the middle. Uh Trindle very good at taking the line on. Uh got a great short kicking game when he does take the line on and he has to grub her out. He's pretty good at Correct. it. Correct, yeah. And uh and as you say, he just takes the pressure off Nico, who doesn't have I mean he's a Dallium halfback of the year, but um I wouldn't say he's got, you know, a, an absolute A plus kicking game, but having two options helps. No, he's got a decent long boot, but he's not pinpoint like the, yeah. your top kickers. Whereas um, a Trindle's just that complete other dimension. Mm. And we when we said it for And he's probably a little bit more accurate with the boot, it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, when he does kick long. It's actually quite an impressive kicking game. Mm. And surprised that he wasn't more on the open market. Uh well, more targeted by teams like yeah, yeah, I'm surprised that it hasn't code, been offers yeah. for him for over the last and now, 12, now, 18 now months. Now he's a first grader. And Similar now with Tracy, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, as you, you mentioned Tracy, I was I was just about to get to him, but you, you've said pretty much everything I was going to say there, playing very quick, direct in the middle of the field, take challenging two and three players and then looking for the offload too, yeah. um, and the, or the pass, which was um, – there was a beautiful try there where he's jinked in between two or three guys and got the ball out wide that they scored. Uh, they scored off the back of that. The thing that probably um, made me happy the most was the entire pack had a crack in this mm. one. Generally, you see two or three of them have a decent game or a very good game, and there's a couple of guys that sort of you know have average matches. But in this one, I think just about every single one of the forward pack really got in and um, made an impact, especially ball in hand. They were they were decent in defence, but um, yeah, some of the some of the running meters uh, when they were in a, on the back foot really made a big difference with the likes of your ULAs, um, Hazeltons. A beast ball in hand. Uh, he's still not getting enough minutes, obviously. Uh, I'd like to see him get some more, but they are extending him out a little bit. As you mentioned, both teams sort of went set for set early. Sharks seemed to get a little bit of edge in field position, but then they gave away a penalty and, and an error for the Cowboys to come down. Drinkwater just... Uh, I was pretty disappointed in that try, to be honest. Yeah. I know he's got good footwork and pace, but I think he got tapped on the back by one player as he ran through the, about four of them. And scored pretty close to the post there. Um, and then, yeah, made him pay. But then the the Cowboys went and did the same thing. They gave away, a, I think it was a repeat set off the back of an error and gave the Sharks opportunity to go down. And they didn't miss on, on their first one. Uh, they pretty much took over the the momentum not long after that with the two big forwards crashing over just next to the post. Like Hazelton went over first and then Royce Hunt went over in the space of about six minutes, I think it was, and it was pretty much game over after yeah. that. Um, they really got revved up in the middle of the field and just continued to roll through the, the Cowboys pack, which surprised me, and to be honest. We say, like, when you're conceding two prop tries, that's soft. Like that is um, two crash play tries is not... Where you want to go? I thought I actually thought the second half was very disappointing. If you're a Cowboys fan, uh, yes. I, I haven't been. You know, had the little streak there. They didn't really look like challenging really the Sharks line at all. Thinking they're going to be better than what they have, mm-hmm. but this was yeah. This they have nothing second half. Yeah, it was a bit scrappy from both teams. About five minutes either side of half time, and the, but as soon as they um, the Sharks got back into the because they were running at about 100. percent I think mm. through to about half an hour. And then got a bit of scrappy five minutes either side at half time, but then kicked back in and ran at about 85% for the rest of the game and just put the Cowboys away pretty comfortably at the back end of the game. Thought they probably could have scored another try or two as well, but it didn't happen. Uh, Leilua and Cotter were very good for the Cowboys. Robson and Hiku were decent. Hiku did get found out once or twice, but uh, I thought he had a decent game. Velame is very good again. 
he's been a great signing for the Cowboys. Um, and Drinkwater was the, yeah, their biggest threat all night. Uh, the, the forwards were all decent from the Sharks. Hunt, Hazleton were great. Uh, Tracy and Trindle were very good. Rudolph had an awesome game, I thought. Yeah. And so did Nico Hines. And mm-hmm. I thought they were probably the two standouts in the game. And I had, um, yeah, I had Hines with three points, Rudolph with two. And then I had I gave one to Drinkwater just for how threatening he was when in early in the match. But uh, Yeah, I'm sort of okay. Uh, Connor Tracy or... Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, was, no, sorry. Probably should have given that I to Tracy. I think Connor Tracy yeah. deserves a point. Uh, and I was going to make a case, if we had to, for Wade Graham. Cause just because of what you said earlier. Mm. Um I think his defence has been almost uh, as good as it's been for. Yeah, a well, the first of years. game he came into the side was a bit average, but yeah, yeah ever since then he's um, he's really picked it up. So yeah. you know, re- uh, retirement's treating him well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, actually, we'll, we'll go. What do you think? Three, three, Nico, two. No, uh, yeah, three, Nico, two, two to Rudolph, Rudolph one, one to Tracy. Tracy, yeah, Tracy was tremendous actually. And a little shout out, great moment. Uh, got weirdly emotional about it. Uh, Tom Alolo coming out with. Ollie with the, his Labrador. The Labrador <laughs> which is cool. I was waiting for him to get to the end of the line and give the Labrador to some kids, and then I'll be like, wow, you'd feel dirty if you're one of his kids. But obviously, obviously it wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, but, no. Um, but beautiful moment there. That was cool. So, And, you know, kudos to him on a fantastic career, 250 games now. So yep. more to come. We got two, uh, two very entertaining games on the Friday night. They were. I'd argue probably the game of the round was Manly and... The Loires. Warriors, mm. where Manly were very good, turned up and matched the physicality uh, as the score was 29-22. We, uh, you may as well do the stats and then we can talk about, I guess, the, yeah, the, the game-changing decision. <laughs> five tries to four, four out of five conversions for the Warriors, three out of four for Manly. Uh, missed penalty attempt for the Manly side, 80% completion from both teams, 168-plus running metres for the Warriors, six line breaks to four, 26 tackle busts played 31 Four offloads to 13. One force dropout from both teams. 289 tackles made by the Warriors. 338 made by Manly. 13 errors to the Warriors. Nine to Manly. Seven penalties conceded from both teams. One ruck infringement to three. And three inside the 10 against the Manly side. Dallin with 126 supercoach points. Saab with 120. And Torhu Harris with 92. Where are you going to start? Just how hard the Warriors had to work to get this victory. Like I know they shot themselves in the foot a couple of times, and um, they weren't exactly at their best when they when they started this match. But mainly, like I did say, I thought it'd be a tussle for sixty minutes, but I thought it was an even closer game than you know. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like, and Manly, Manly were took on the top ascendancy until, at different times. You know, I would go as far to say, and, I, and I'm not saying anything about the decision because I don't disagree with the decision. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't know how I feel. But, yeah, they looked like they were coming um, at them, they, didn't they? If, if that, that, that changed the game because they went upfield, near Corey busted a hole, mm-hmm. uh, off they went. But at that point in attack, they were on top. Mm. Uh, I liked physicality out of their front, their, their forwards there. Sipley, Olkowatu uh, had a good game, but um, I thought their front rows matched up really well. Sipley's to, been fantastic the uh, last couple of weeks. To what Fanua Blake, who didn't have his some of his best moments mm. this year, uh, still was but fantastic. Toy was, was fantastic. Well, Again. spoilers, Toy was getting three from me, but <laughs> uh, he was amazing. And how he's still doing it at whatever he is, 34, uh, is incredible. Uh, but I thought they matched up really well to a Spruik pack. And the outside backs who have uh, had their ups and downs this year, 
probably confirmed what I've thought about my concerns with the Warriors being the Warriors outside backs have some chinks. Yep. And um, Harper had a pretty good game, all things considered. Uh, obviously, Saab had three Saab tries. Had blind, and Cooler had some – I thought he had more. Yeah, apparently, he had no tackle breaks, but I thought he was pretty good. Saab, Cooler, but anyway. Hmm. Um, and they've got something in Vega who can put on the odd hit here, there and there. But they matched up well, and that was where a lot of the – a lot of the trouble was done, I guess, spreading the ball and yeah. causing those concerns. Yeah, well, they played a little bit like they did against Penrith. Yeah, they um they went to the middle when they had to, but they would they were very keen to get it to an edge. Yeah, uh, especially that right edge that Saab was on, and they they did strip that side a couple of times. It was um, that's Montoya's edge, and he didn't seem to get caught out too often, but it was more a little bit of problems inside of him that he had to try and sort of cover. And then, yeah, once once you get to that point where you're scrambling, trying to fix up problems from the blokes on the inside of you, you got very little chance of stopping Saab from streaking down the wing, uh, down uh, down the other side. DC's kicking game was tremendous again. Um, didn't have to kick as far as normal to get them out of trouble, just because they were they were so competitive in the middle of the field. But um, definitely made a difference with his with his precision in his kicking game. Uh, again, and just some of his touches were like, mm. like he's ultimately, yeah, as we said, he, he's in a conversation with the best halfback in the comp. But he's when he chose to to spread it, it was he didn't often get it wrong. Mm. Uh, it was one of the better halfback performances of the week, actually, apart from probably Ben Hunt. When we get to him, he yeah, had some he real lovely touches. Good. But uh, this, I thought, this was he had them humming manly, and mm. that was all through DCE's kicking and uh, getting him around the park. If it wasn't for three or four standout performances from the Warriors, Manly probably win this game. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get to one of those standouts. The other bloke, and it's obvious, but Dallin, mm. incredible. All three of those tries, he had a lot of work to do. <laughs> and he and just gets it done, just, doesn't he? He lands it or he bumps off eight blokes. And, um, and he's getting he's smarter come. too. Like he's not putting himself into positions to get put out unless yeah. he's actually trying to score. Yeah. Like he's cutting back in a lot uh, when mm-hmm. he does when he feels like he's under a bit of pressure, and yeah. um, or he'll, he'll take the ball well, well back in field just to sort of settle things down if it, if it does completely shut down out on an edge. Whereas um, he used to have a tendency of just going for the corner every time and getting bundled in the touch quite a bit. But um, yeah, he's, he just seems he, in his effort in the last just, two months has just been tremendous. Just that that uh, second like try scoring, but was it second when he bumped mm, off four or five blokes, four or five blokes yeah. just from a nothing position? Yep. And score. That's that's the stuff we haven't seen from many many wingers in a while. And he's happy to take the contact too. Like yeah. he takes those hard runs where a few of the wingers out there don't like to get too involved in that stuff. Oh, we'll get to one in the power game, <laughs> but anyway. Um, where else? You you mentioned the three or four others. Where do you want to go? Obviously, Tor, who um, just incredible, like incredible, incredible game from him um, to to be through the middle. I thought Wade Egan was very good in the yep. time he's on the field. And uh, the two second rowers, I assume, is where you're going next. But do you want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought Fanua Blake was okay um, without being at his absolute best. The which oh, near Corey's, yeah, obviously was yeah. The, at the end of the day was the the reason that they they won the game with the that solo effort. But it's it's not just that one try, you know, because every carry he has is pretty much that same. He runs that same line. He's got absolutely no fear of getting belted. Yeah. He's quite happy to get, to cop the biggest hit in the world and get back up and have another crack. So that's, um, yeah, it comes through the, the repetition and the consistent effort that he puts in through there. Um, 
that Walker off the bench was pretty strong. Again, Actually, he changed a lot of momentum when he came on. He, uh, he always just seems to pick up the tempo and get some buzzing in and around the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Adds, a, adds another ball-playing option for, for Johnson. If he doesn't feel like taking the ball, he just seems to dump it back to Walker and yeah. goes, do your best. Um, and, yeah, the Jackson Ford, again, has been absolutely brilliant for the Warriors for the entire year. Um, again, another one who's more than happy to take those hits. Very strong in defence. Probably one of the better defenders as a back rower as well. And um, He's had a phenomenal season. Like a phenomenal season. Uh, I think he's a Dragons junior. Obviously, he came through that system. Yes. Um, no, he's not was touted as one, He was touted as a future mm. superstar in St. George. I was very surprised that they let him go, to be honest. But, but. he's uh, and the Warriors tend to be off the radar a little bit, but you wouldn't be upset to see him as a bench New South Wales player no. down the road. Uh, if you think, you know, he's having as good a year as Sean Lane did in the past. I know Sean Lane didn't mm-hmm. play for New South Wales, but was in the conversation for the Australian back row spot. And I know it's hotly contested uh, when you've got Carrigan, Murray, Yo and co., but as a, as a whole running bloke and come on and just have a real strong 20 minutes, you could do much worse. Yep. Um, we mentioned pretty much everyone, I think, from the manly side, except for maybe Garrick. I thought mm. he was, his effort again was tremendous. He just works so hard at fullback. He, he doesn't blow the game open as often as some of the other guys there, but he's always there and thereabouts, just challenging for high balls, which we probably should get to. Um, Chan's made some, some really nice efforts in and around the, f- the football as well for the, the Warriors team. But, um, yeah, I thought Garrick was instrumental in a couple of times where they did break down that sideline and um, Saab got away to score. But, yeah, the big talking point out of this one is obviously the... um the deflect, deflection off the um, field goal attempt that come back and bounced about seven metres in the air and then Garrick's jumped up to get it and Chance has come through and um, basically stiff-armed stiff him across the uh, across the knees and flipped him up onto his back. Um, I Letter of the law, obviously. Yeah, and Annesley Banks came out already. I didn't listen to any of his stuff today. Yeah. Uh, probably because Ty's getting fucked for once. So but he come out straight but after the game. But he basically said, yeah. um, what did he actually do wrong? Is where he's, I think... Were literally his words. Uh, and under the law, a bouncing ball, there's no, there's no tackle, tackle in the, in end, the air, yeah. which seems a bit ridiculous when you say it out loud. Mm-hmm. But he was, he was put in an unsafe position. He came straight down and was winded. And well, they also said that they also said that wasn't, uh, he wasn't put in an unsafe position. Well, he came so, straight down, but yeah, because of the way he landed, yeah. But. He could have that, – that contact was – Well, if he rotates another 10 degrees, he lands on his head. That contact could have sent him in any sort of direction, yeah. um, realistically. I'm surprised he didn't come down on his head, yeah. the, the way well, that his he legs were well taken out to. from underneath uh, him. And I think – It was more because I think Chance was directly underneath him. So once the legs were taken, he sort of – the weight went on the shoulder, which turned him onto, yeah. onto his back, and then he's landed flat on his back. But the way that he came through with the – it was basically a clothesline tackle on his legs yeah. when he was up in the air. I, I think that's something that it, really – It's a tricky th- – And you know, not but you know what? I reckon in another game uh, with a bottom four team, mm-hmm. they give that a penalty. Probably. And don't it and blow a penalty. I'm surprised it wasn't, to be honest. Just the way the force in the tackle when the guy was in there. But it's not against the letter of the law, so. No. And he explained it, and, and DC didn't have a problem with that. Um he was confused. <laughs> but he's, he's you could see a look on his face. He's like, what the fuck do you mean? Oh, well, was, um, whatever. Yeah. But I, it was a weird one because I wasn't upset by the decision, but then the more I thought about it, and it's tricky because if, you, if you're doing it in fast motion, 
and it, say it's me and you in the in the backyard, and the same thing happens, and it's an innocuous thing. You're throwing your arm out, you might just go, oh, mm. and you've, you're, he's probably half pulling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it causes a situation, and if you half pull out and hit someone in the head, you, you go to the bin. But a, a kicker, a kicker that kicks the ball, who skips basically, gets maybe six eight inches off the ground, and gets hit across the chest and put on his back. Is penalised every day of the week. That's true. So when you've got a that's guy a, who's a, two, two foot call. up in the air and you're taking his legs clean out from underneath him, I think it has to be a penalty. No, well, when you put it that way, and I hadn't mm. thought of that spectrum, you're right in that you can't even – you can't – if a kicker hits the ground, it's a penalty straight away. Even if you – unless so, you cradle him. And you only have to get – he only has to get his second foot a couple of inches off the ground. Yeah. And it's a penalty. I, I so. like I said, I, it, I wasn't outraged by it, but it ultimately it cost Bamley the game. It took all their energy. That, they, that was the game, and that, yeah. Obviously, from get, keeping the ball. There was a few games this weekend the same thing happened. Like even because he he didn't really lose the ball either. He just sort of let it go because I think obviously the pain that radiated through his spine <laughs> when he got smacked on his back. Oh, I think he would have been winded like um, shit. Like if which, he just even if he just hung on to the ball, yeah, they've still got it. They're twenty the metres the out. Happened, you know what I mean? Play on. But yeah, uh, because he said you know he's knocked on. Yeah, absolutely. and that was it. It was, it was literally an exception, and that happens and to happens. Yeah, to completely it. changed the game. Manly run up the other end of the field and score. So yeah, but um, and yeah, they they didn't seem to have the energy to get back into it. So and the only thing I haven't really talked about, we haven't touched on the halfback Sean Johnson, but doesn't he love <laughs> when? Uh, and we talked about this on the train. <laughs> the way he did. But uh, doesn't he love being rushed yeah. when two blokes come out and him on the last? And the Warriors have it set up so well that uh, when he starts going, and, and, and a, like, I think part of that is how good his running game has been this year that they mm-hmm. feel they have to. So yeah. it, it it's not a self, not so much a self fulfilling prophecy, but his talents what enables this. But when they rush him, the Warriors just go, "How good is this?" And they just line up outside him and go, "Donk, donk, donk," and Dallin inevitably just waltzes over. Or, or and again, him. they they provide those options. You'll you'll notice a lot of the time towards the back end of a tackle. Chance is sitting pretty much directly in behind yeah. uh, Johnson. And he'll go with him whatever way he goes. Yeah. The back rowers lay the lines on either side and, of him. And at the moment Metcalf's on the left, but they mm. get, they'll go right. Yeah. And, and they just line up and it's precision and every then, time. Yeah, you've, got the, you've got your back rowers or your front rowers laying yeah. the lines on, on tight on either shoulder, which drew, you know compresses the defence around Johnson as well. And then yeah, it's generally a shift to an edge for Dallin to yeah. do a backflip and score in the corner. <laughs> so but, but it, just, it was so obvious in that game. They pulled it off three or four times. A couple got uh, – they didn't get there a couple of times. But yeah, they, went, they, they went with Metcalf but, once and they went yeah. – uh, But as, uh, as actually Cooper Cronks mentioned, you're only as good as your whole runners as a half. Yeah, of course. And Absolutely. when you've got near Corey Ford, Torhu, who's scored a couple of tries lately. Fenua Blake. Fenua Blake. Yeah. Or Humming, it, it, it's easy to look good, I guess. Uh, what do you take from the Warriors? Are, you, are they well, going to be top four? It's a good down game for them. Um Okay, I don't think they can miss the top four now, can no, they? No, they're top four now. Yeah, so um, they definitely get they get two bites at the cherry, and um, they get a, a home. They'll they'll get one that second game in New Zealand, I would imagine, because yes. it's a home uh, home state or whatever it is. So <coughs> that only creates the, a bigger opportunity for them to get through to at least the grand final final qualifier. Um, yeah, I, they're. They're in the picture for mine. Them and Brisbane are the two teams that I could see on their day that can really challenge Penrith. Yeah, Still not sure if they can beat them. They're clear clear third pick now. And I think this weekend showed that. And and I'm I'm again treated. 
Same as when I, I treated how when they lost to Souths as a an anomaly. This is a bit of a down game. I think their best is still better than yep. what most teams can do. Uh, but the concern where they can't match Brisbane and Penrith is those centres. Uh, mm. With all due respect to Barry and Pompey, they aren't Stags and Herbie, and they aren't Crichton and um, Tango or P- Tango. Peachy's playing or Pe- quite Peachy's well at the moment. As good as he's played in, in many years. <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing like it now. The Tigers make it feel better. Three to uh, I'm going three to Torhu. Harris Dallin DCE. Let's go with that. Alrighty, thirty-four to twelve. The Roosters beat. The Eels and ended their season. They're two weeks from Bali now. Well, mm. 10 days from Kept Bali Kept their now. own season going. Uh, to keep their hopes alive. Mm. And as I've done for six weeks, I'm tipping to make the final. Yeah, but eight weeks ago, you were tipping South to win the comp. So. No, I wasn't. That was 12 weeks ago. <laughs> I, was, I was tipping Brisbane to win the comp. 12 weeks ago, yeah. That's right. Sorry, I'll sit anyway. down there, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> you've, got, you've, got, you've got a happy hour day tonight because Barney turned up late, so I've been here since five. Yeah, nice. Uh, we had two tries for Parramatta, six for the Roosters. Just tell my heart burned it. Two out of two conversions, played five out of six for Sydney side. 70% completion, played 75%. 230-plus running metres for the Roosters. Four line breaks to 10. 24 tackle busts to 52. 21 offloads to 13. One forced dropout by the Roosters. Isn't a forced dropout a 50-50 these days? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Overt- what about they overturn themselves twice in the same... Like- They'll go and give it, and they'll overturn it, and they'll overturn it again. Anyway. There's so many short dropouts. It's just it's become a 50-50 lottery, the forced dropout. 327 tackles, plays 335. not take the 50-50, but... No. 15 errors apiece, five penalties conceded to four, one ruck infringement to four. Tedesco with 125 supercoach points, Suwali with 108, Kiri with 92, and Dylan Brown on 88. Took a little while for the Roosters to get going. They um they were sort of pit st- uh, pitting uh, starts and stops at the start of this game for about twenty minutes. But um once they did get in there, it was it felt like it was pretty much game over after about thirty to forty this minutes. Became, this became different gravy yeah. after half an hour. After about yeah half an hour. Um, what Paris scored first? I'm pretty sure it was. They get you know after a couple of penalties with who was it? Cartwright. Uh, Cartwright. Cardi party. Cart- yeah. Who had a great first twenty minutes and then. Uh, Disappeared into the ether. Didn't. No, he's been very good this year. Um, I can't, I can't. He's, he's actually been there around. just about their best. Play. Yeah. He should just about win their uh, players. Players, player player, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. He'd be right up there in the running for it. That's and he for tried, sure. in, even in knock him, he was the only one really trying hard in that last 20 and just things weren't going right. He had to offload, you know, pop out and a few yeah. other things. But like, re- can't knock the effort in any way, shape or form with him. Roosters gave away a bit of ball early in the game, a um, couple of penalties, but they really seemed to be able to still hold Parramatta. Like, there wasn't anything coming from the Parramatta of their attack that really seemed to trouble the Roosters, especially early. Um, it helped that Parramatta couldn't seem to put more than two or three tackles together without making a mistake or yeah. um, running backwards or just, you know, the ball to get to someone and they just stand there because they ran behind somebody. Or, yeah, they, they were pretty pretty bad in attack. For large parts of the game, um, felt like most of Paris' team was just sort of sitting back, waiting for somebody else to do the job. Well, for mine, um, <laughs> a lot of blokes there that it was really didn't want to get uh, too I involved. Exact figures, but it was interesting that basically any time uh, it was fifty-nine minutes and sixty-eight minutes, uh, 
BA has so little faith in that forward pack. That yeah. Every time something goes wrong, they just he just trots Paulo back RCG. out. Yeah. Get back out, and I think I think Paulo would have come on and off three times himself. He so. went pretty good, um, and he was fine. <coughs> yeah, that's yeah. not knocking him, but it's just the fact that he doesn't seem to trust anyone else. Uh, yeah. like Joffa only played twenty minutes. He's better than that and what they yeah, used yeah, here. Uh, and that I think that led to a lot of the frantic shit that we saw from Parramatta as well. Yeah. Just blokes trying to do it on their own because there didn't seem to be a lot of support. Uh, Blokes like Gutherson making some uh, making some unusual mistakes. Brown and Penasini. Um, Penasini's good for a mistake every <laughs> every yeah, probably yeah, twenty minutes. But he, from what we thought, he's tra- like we had him on the same trajectory as Tungo mm-hmm. a year ago, and yeah. he's not. He can be awesome with the ball, but yeah, his consistency's still got a lot to go. Yeah, uh, with, with his career. And. Um, the only reason I think the Roosters didn't win by more was their errors, especially early in the match. Um, I don't say so the first half hour, the scramble from both teams was very, very good. They were, were both they really were, fighting. There were chances, yeah. and both teams did create areas, uh, great chances. Mm. Uh, but Roosters' goal on defence was was fantastic because um, there were chances. Uh, the execution obviously wasn't necessarily there for Para, but their scramble and cover, uh, Lindsay Collins, like. Mm. Just a star, like an actual star. Ever since Origin, so since much he had, effort out since of the he point. had that. Yeah. Since he had that Origin series, mm. um, he because he was doing fuck all up to that, mm. and it's like he's just realised again that he he's, he's just bigger than most of them. Yeah, but yeah. like he's got a motor cover that he can just keep going. Um, he yeah. was fantastic, Massive and the motor. Paris scramble was pretty good too for that first half. Yeah, yeah, I have um, to agree with that. Sorry, let you get going. No, no, you're right. Um, Sivo needs to be chained to his fucking edge. Like they need to chain chain him to the fucking sideline. That was going to be our next <laughs> so point. So he can't now. get five like, meters off that sideline. Seriously, watch those tries that. Uh, and yes, while he just waltz past him, mm. untouched a couple of times. Uh, if you go and watch, and even the Teddy tries actually. If you go and watch what Sivo does there, I don't actually know what his plan was because no. he would come off and go. Make a beeline for like the seven. He wouldn't mm-hmm. make a beeline. For, he wouldn't come in to cover the center. He'd be going that way, um, and they just. They, yeah, so they don't I, chain him to the edge. What, they need to like just put a stripe the but, whole but way down the we've field. We've said this like what, what five or ten are they meters off the edge. To be it's up and just, in, and they just can't. They must right? be. Or yeah. what is it? Or umbrella? They have to be. They have to be. But it. it and now he's back. But he was. You see, Gutho's always in and behind and into that corner. So yeah. That, so and he's always sliding. He's the one that's always yeah. sliding. He's so always the plan pushing is he's for that gonna, corner yeah, to cover right. cover the bloke that gets on the outside. But they just leave way too much room. Like there's times there where there's ten and fifteen meters to the sideline, and you could fit two blokes, three blokes oh, down okay. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. And, <laughs> and Gutho's not going to stop two or three of them at the same time. So, um, yeah, they it's, it's ridiculous. And Russell as well. He was just as bad on the other side of the field. Yeah. He, he did some of the exact same stuff. Um, Gutho and Assi both tried hard with mixed results. Obviously, uh, it's some sometimes it came off, sometimes it didn't. But um, and Dylan Brown had some nice moments. Yeah, he had some very nice touches. Didn't, didn't but, have. Um, you know, you, they're all in the same boat, really. For Perry. Couldn't command the game. Uh, Paulo RCG were good. Madison and Cartwright were okay. Hopgood was fantastic again. He's he probably will get their players' player. I would imagine. I think He's so. been brilliant for them. And yeah, Brown was great as well. But um, yeah. May was. Again, had another good game for the, for the Roosters. Baker and Collins were good. Uh, Manu, Brandon Smith probably had his best game in the Roosters' colours. Uh, close to. He was, I thought he was very good in this one. Sawali, Kiri and Butcher, they were A little bit more bowling ball cheese, which is what we yeah, wanted. Yeah. Uh, he was happy to take the line on a few more times. Should have nearly had a try. A couple of hits in defence, yeah, yeah. which was good to see. 
Swali had a fantastic game, as did Kiri and Butcher, but um, it was the Teddy show. Again, um, every time that they were in decent position, he was always in support, and that it cashed in two or three times on the top, on the back of it, and try assists as well to come with it. He was, um, yeah, he was brilliant for, for this side. I was kicking myself because my last Supercoach trade, I had a choice between him and uh, essentially him and Charns, and I went Charns, and I should have. <laughs> you back yourself. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, I like what Drew Hutchinson's doing at the moment. Mm. Um, he's playing some good footy at half back there. Uh, well, he's always had a lot of structure bit. to him, which yeah. you know they've been crying out for really yeah. this year. Uh, interestingly enough, Sam Walker apparently is back this week, so we mm. see. We'll see if he's going to be back and being seven, but I, I wouldn't be tinkering too much just yet. Uh, they can always put him back, Hutchinson back to, on the bench, and use it as a fallback option. Yeah. I think I think that bit of um, bit of flair and um, unpredictability probably is needed at this time of the year. So. Well, for them to get deep, it has to be different, um, and they're capable. Like if they click here, they're capable of being. Yeah, well, their outside backs have been point. really good the last couple of weeks. Been fantastic. Billy Smith's been great again. Mm-hmm. He, he was good here. Uh, Swaley's been brilliant since we pop planted him a few yeah, weeks Butcher's ago. Butcher's been fantastic, and uh, Butcher has was great again in this game. Actually, uh, mm. would be in conversation for some points. Mm-hmm. Uh, more I think about this, but ooh. yeah, Parra done. Like I think they looked cooked. They feel cooked. We don't need to worry about them. We'll, I think we'll save too much more of the postseason analysis to yeah, yeah. postseason. Yep. Uh, and let Damo and Danon have their crack at him. But they killed themselves what, in the first ten weeks of the kill. Exactly. They win two or three games in ten weeks. Yeah. What? Um. How? How? How realistic are Chooks here? I actually think they're. If you had to put them in order, they're almost fifth pick. Right now, because I think they've got enough to go deep. Uh, they'll match up physically. Uh, they'll need a lot to go their way, and I'm not saying they'll win the conference. I don't think their silly. forwards can go with, with the Penrith likes of Penrith Broncos yeah. and Warriors. Not long enough. I'd, like they'll yeah. be start, you know, maybe 20 minutes each half. They probably can. Yeah. But the back end of each half, you're, getting, you're going to see if them. If you're getting A grade Guzzi, getting pulled apart, I would imagine. A grade uh, JWH and A grade Collins, Collins, you could, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor old Guzzi didn't have the, the greatest of games on his mm. return. Uh, Butcher's their best worker, and Collins, like I said, was a star in this game. But yeah, there are. Hargrave's missed, so they need to make the finals for him to get to his 300th game. Yes. I mean, he's going around next year as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, so. he's resigned. I, I believe if, he's, if they matter, don't, he's around to be Vegas. Yes, it so, would. <laughs> so there you go. Ooh, you could end up in some trouble with yeah. <laughs> celebrating your 300th in, in Vegas. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a part of him that would. Absolutely hope he does. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of what, what I talked about the Warriors earlier, their outside backs at their best can match. Yeah, absolutely. Match they're, they're as good so, as yeah, yeah. any other sort of uh, um, centres and wingers in the competition, realistically, if they get it right. Or if they all get it right at the same time, they can um, compete with anybody, yeah. Yeah. Um, good times. I mean, like I feel like we probably haven't done the Roosters justice, but in the day they were pretty good here. They're on the right track. They are pretty bad for a long stretch. Uh, so. They were better than Para. The last twenty minutes for that way. Oh, so. In this game, they were better yeah. than Para for the majority of the match. I thought um, probably even close to it. You could push it out to n- almost an hour. I would, I would think. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the Roosters started to take that ascendancy and put on a couple of tries, it was pretty. It just felt like the game was finished. Uh, they need to beat the, beat the Tigers without Teddy. Mm-hmm. Corresponding game last year, they won by seventy, and then <laughs> uh, they and they South. come down to Souths again mm-hmm. in uh, Mad Sunday or wherever it is. Sin yep. Bin Sunday again. Uh, and I would uh, right now, I, I would be shocked if I didn't tip the Roosters. Yes. In two weeks' time. Correct. Which is which puts them in the eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good for Newcastle. 
good for Canberra. Canberra. They've saved Canberra's bacon because uh, they're on a slippery slide. But unless the Cowboys can pull off a win against pa- uh, Penrith in the last round, which could could also happen. Well, if let's Penrith see who gets rested. Not, but it doesn't seem to matter for Penrith. Pr- we can talk about that next week. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, <laughs> why we, that's why we're back on Wednesday. So let's go three points. Yeah. Um, I gave Kiri two. I thought he was very good in getting him around the field. Uh, provided a lot of uh, ball playing options he, he was good. to get the ball out to the outside. Just touching a little bit more because he was actually well, he was very good here. I think I think that's where Hutchins helped him because yeah. Hutchins had that more controlled side of it, and let's let Kiri get back to being the running. Yeah, where he he does try to get well, on the outside. Kiri's of... best footy. If you look at Kiri's career, his best footy was outside Cooper Cronk. Yeah, absolutely. Drew Hutchins, not Cooper Cronk. And even at South when um, he enough. was outside uh, Reynolds, Reynolds. Yeah. and his best option. He, oh, his best option's always been the right to left, getting on on the outside shoulder of his defender, and you know trying to draw the man on the inside, and then yep. you get the short pass back inside. Or if he's got lazy defenders, he's got a pretty handy left foot step and some good acceleration oh. to get through the hole. And um, I, I thought he created a lot of options here with his, the ball spread. He threw some really nice cutouts to make yeah. sure that the ball got out to where it needed to be early, and gave set up options for Suwali and Manu and um, and the other side of the field with Billy Smith as well. So Look, I, I was giving Collins two, okay, uh, uh, and I was thinking Suwali Butcher one, but you're right about Kira. I didn't really give him respect to deserve. So mm, I had Kira two, two and then I had. Um, Nat Butcher is, would no. also be in the conversation for one, but I'm happy to give Collins one. He's in the conversation for one. Tricky when they play well, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's go Collins one yep. and uh, Honorary mentioned to Nat. And, and Dylan Brown in a beaten side. I thought he was probably their best. Easily their best. But yeah. uh, Let's get two as my laptop. We were there. Swirls. The Tigers, 24-23. <laughs> In the last minute uh, at Combank Stadium, one... Uh, Seem to be enjoying it more now than what you did when we were at the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, Barney, you know what I'm like. When I'm actually... When, when and you've got a couple when, hundred on the group, and, But team, when it's group one sad days, well, I need to have another yeah, race. that's it's, true. I'm, if anyone ever wants to have a beer with me, Saturday afternoon's probably not the time. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not particularly talkative for a lot of it. Unless but, it's uh, about after, 6.30, After about 6.30 on, yeah. um, anyone's. Tigers anyway. 24, Dolphins 23, four tries apiece, three out of four conversions for the Tigers, two out of four for the Dolphins. One out of one penalty attempt for both teams, a field goal out of one attempt kicked by the Dolphins. 81% completion for the Tigers, 71% for the Dolphins. 96 plus post-contact metres for the Tigers. Running metres were pretty close, but yeah, they were, they were good in the post-contact. Six line breaks to four, 47 tackle bust to 29, 26 offloads to six. 373 tackles at 90% efficiency for the Tigers, 314 for the Dolphins. Eight errors to 10, six penalties conceded to seven, two ruck infringements against the Tigers, one inside the 10 against the Dolphins. Coruscant with 79 supercoach points, Kapoa with 79, Laurie with 77, and Aitken with 74. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the greatest game of rugby league I've ever been to, I'll be honest, but it was... Uh, I thought Tigers controlled the game. I thought enough. they should have won by more. They honest. should have. Uh, and I didn't think Dolphins looked fantastic. The problem was every time they Dolphins got in the other end, they, they scored. <laughs> um, which is classic Tigers. Yeah. Uh, an interesting game to come in as dollar uh, <laughs> thirty favourites and, and watch from that point of view. But, no, yeah, no, definitely weren't dollar thirty favourites. Uh, which they never were, and I should have... Nah. 
really doubled down at the line at minus eight and a half. But anyway, <laughs> you work bad out. Um, this is the Tigers fallback we've seen all year. They've got mm-hmm. some st- good stuff coming through. Absolutely. Uh, with uh, Paul had a good game against Stefano, a good game. Clam off the bench is interesting, uh, and I don't, I don't mind it. Uh, I, you know, maybe that's so probably that stage of his career anyway, to be honest. Yeah, so he can come on and, and try and play an impact. He's generally half always hour. pretty solid with the ball in hand, um, at least. And Alex Twile is fantastic. He's brilliant. He's had a really good game, Max. Like a really good season, Alex Twile. It's interesting to see he's come from under Madge where he was just a robot, didn't do a lot. Now he's offloading. Now he's got a little bit of footwork at the yeah, line. He's fucking brick shit house, too. It's not particularly quick footwork, but Man, it's footwork he's at solid. the line. And he, and he doesn't <laughs> miss tackles. I think there's 44. Nah, doesn't miss tackles. Uh, 44 tackles and none missed again. Uh, yeah, I thought he, Tigers were much more consistent and they worked harder than the Dolphins, but. Um, they're probably lucky they played someone that was uh, of a similar sort of level to them, to be honest. Yeah, because and this is what we got. They um they just couldn't find those points again. Um, some for some reason, Dolphins didn't defend particularly well. They but um they just now apart from Appy, there didn't really seem to be anyone pulling the line apart. Um, no. Buller did it once or twice off the back of Appy. <laughs> so you know Appy had and to Laurie get him had, in the Laurie's, position to do it. Um, ball for like to open up for. Capole was, yes. was, was lovely, yeah, yeah, but was. he didn't. There was no, wasn't, he only he had a couple of touches. He didn't do a lot compared yeah. to what he's done against the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the, as I said, they're probably lucky that they played there. It was pretty much Appy and Buller up against uh, Nicarima and Sullivan because yeah. they were the two guys from either yeah. side that were creating and opportunities I, for, for points. And I and I said this on the day: if you take Nicarima out of this Dolphins team, I don't think they score points. Sullivan might get him one or two. Yeah, but, but that he mm. it was inter, in, integral to a little bit here. But you think back of what he's done since, and Bennett's not an idiot. He's obviously backed him and yeah, yeah. got him in the team. He and he was very, very good here as well, open creating those chances. But he's their only point of attack. Generally, when, when push yeah. comes to shove, yeah, Sullivan gets around and does this and the other. Hammer and Asako were creating opportunities earlier in the year, but it's not happening no. now. Where if it's not Nicarima digging into the line or opening up the line with a bit of footwork and yep. pace, it's not happening for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got that. He's just got that lovely ability to just get deep enough in the line with space and then put someone through a hole. And again, he did it here for Aitken and for on the other try. Zarko. Zarko. Zarko's one. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of nice uh, individual efforts. Simpkins dummy half run that got the, got the Tigers a try and. Um, Young Fuller, I think he beat about five Tigers on his way to the to score in the corner yeah. there, which was a, a really nice yeah, yeah, yeah. effort on Debut, obviously. No, oh, oh, wasn't, it wasn't old Johnny's best uh, defensive game. To no. Um, but, yeah, I thought the Tigers were quite dominant, especially in the middle of the field. Um, but for quite a few times when they sort of stuck their head through the line, the, the support just wasn't there with, for, for the offloads and that kind of stuff. They did throw a lot of offloads, but it was, a lot of them sort of had to be thrown a lot further yeah. backwards than they needed. They should have just it, been pop-up even balls. Even the first half where was, someone um, that was trailing through. Up, up higher there, mm. and how many times did I say, where is anyone? Yeah. yeah. I know, I know Bullers can have a, go to get a preseason under his belt, but if they just had someone else sniffing in and around there, they'd probably mm. score another... Couple yeah, of tries. Two or three. Um, yeah. yeah, and I thought it was all over after the field goal. I didn't yeah. think the Tigers were much chance at all. Well, and obviously, we're already about to lose. It was, that, it was that 50-50 short kickoff that, that went their way, and um, a pretty silly decision from the t- Dolphins to try and drag him over the sideline when he was well and truly yeah. held inside the field, and a beautiful little kick from the sideline, thirty meters out. <laughs> 
I thought they should. He probably should have been a little bit further in, shouldn't he? Wouldn't the penalty have been well, given have when he was held, not where they throw him over the sideline? I would have thought the point of contact. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> good question. Would have only been set, five five meters. Set but it to Annesley. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, Cody and Asako were the best of the the back five for the Dolphins, um, or the starting back five anyway. Wallace was decent again. He's been good recently. Uh, Fuller looks like a definite prospect. He's got some good footwork. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty, he's a big boy, so I yeah. think he's got some size to put on as well. Um, Sullivan was great in attack, and Aiken was brilliant in the back row. He's been really good for him all year, playing out in the centres, but he was just as good, just as effective yeah. here in the back row. We thought he was dead after about 10 minutes when he was hobbling around. His yeah, knee was yeah, busted, but he, he kept going. So it tells you he's obviously um, pretty resilient. Uh, Buller and Young Re- really Riley, Riley yeah. was, was very good. Yep. Uh, I thought they had good Similar games. Similar to almost a spit of uh, Stafford, that's mm-hmm. built the same way, yep. got some strength about him. The other bloke that's bigger than you think is safer. Yeah, and I was like, just about to mention him. In yeah. that 26 minutes out that he was out on the field, yeah. he was very impactful. Physical, like you like, noticed him every time he touched the ball. Yeah, I don't know where they're going with him. I know he's been not that bench player, but I, I like him and I, I like mm-hmm. him in around a 17. Pole and Bateman were very good, mm-hmm. ball in hand. Um, maybe a few question marks in defence, as you mentioned earlier, but um, they were very good. Papali, Kapoa, Twal, and Simpkins, I thought, all had very well, they had awesome games, to be honest. They they yeah. did plenty for the Tiger side. Got them out of a lot of trouble. And, yeah, Appy was the clutch man. He was the one that was getting them into position and setting up a lot of their points during the game. We, so. we talked about this um, a sad night a bit because I was pissing Harry Grant's pocket at the time. <laughs> but uh, another former Tiger's great. But I think they're, they're clearly the two, like, they're two best hookers in the game. Harry and Appy. Appy is what he's done in this team and how he single-handedly dragged them through. And you saw it there where he was, he even when he was first receiver, he's yelling at Laurie Point and shout to and, say, yeah. fucking kick it there. And you see it a little bit. Like he... he at times he was the only bloke talking. Even yeah. behind the line when they get scored against. What he's done this year is like incredible. He's poking blokes and in the chest. Like and he's probably not going to win by the earring like that, but like he mm. needs to be in a conversation for to pay due respect for what he brings to this team. Cause if, if he'd started on fire, like if he'd started those first, excuse me, six or eight weeks as well as he's well, finished he, the year. he injured too? Remember he didn't, again, didn't have a pre-season. But yeah, it did as start sort of slow. As for everyone on did, YouTube. It did start sort of slow, so um, probably the reason why he's not in that conversation as much as he should be. Yeah. But yeah, the, the last 10, 12 weeks of this year, or even before Origin, before he got hurt in yeah. Origin, he was killing it as well. So. Yeah. Well, and, and as I said, if he if they didn't move him out, if they didn't rest him in the Dragons game, they beat the Dragons. Mm. There's been a couple of times where, been, where Sheens has benched him, uh, and it was just the wrong call. And, and we know Appy can get through that; like it's not. Corusio three points. Yeah, I gave Twal two. I did too. I thought he was tremendous. That's why I mentioned him. And then I had Simpkins or Papali'i for the one. Simpkins probably misses out just because he only played. Uh, sorry, um, Simpkins. I would say. Papali worked a little bit harder, but mm-hmm. Simpkins was fantastic in what he did with his ball distribution. I think, I think, and mm. I think he's a very good player. But mm. the, the problem we have, I think, the Tigers have four hookers in their top thirty now, yeah. with uh, the two here, Talender Grace, yeah. and Rua, who we've never seen. Fallen and off I the face of the will, earth. I yeah. think he'll be on the way out. Looks like season. Yeah. but they need to. Um, 
give it to Simkin. I think Simkin was good. Simkin, yeah. Uh, but Puppy, just the Puppy, like where he came from last year, and he another was one. He's back in his top, best form. Like, his last six weeks has been yeah. great. Like I, I it's it, yeah, Tigers fan. He's back at that and, and I know I live form. in rose-coloured land, but a no, lot of these players, even when they're getting beaten, mate, he's been fantastic. The, but their forwards have all been fantastic. Most so of them, Claire, yeah. uh, even when. The team came out in the weekend. I realised how much I love Claremont because he's been brilliant. Which Kamano has had, you know, he's a little bit patchy, but when he's good, he's fucking fantastic. So there's bones there and and it's frustrating because they're going to run last, but they're not the worst team in a comp, but it doesn't mean anything when you're not. Maybe they are. They'll go down in history as they are. Correct. (laughs) And I suppose that's all that counts. All right, we get to, and on the way back on the train, Penrith, 40 Beat the Tiger, uh, Titans 14 mm-hmm. in a game that was much closer than that. And yeah, this absolutely. is one of those games, we see it a bit, where this flattered Penrith. Uh, and you can tell us some stats and then we'll talk about it. Three tries to seven. One out of three conversions played six out of seven. 88% completion for the Titans, 80% for Penrith. 555 plus running metres and 158 plus post contact metres for the Panthers. But a lot of that was in the last 20 or 30 minutes of this game. Uh, four line breaks to eight. 39 tackle busts to 54. 13 offloads to five. Four, four, four dropouts for the Titans. One for Penrith. 336 tackles made. Played 293. Nine errors for the Titans. Eight for Penrith. One ruck infringement against Penrith. One inside the 10. Played three against Penrith. And a sin bin for the Titans. Edwards with 114 supercoach points. Peachy with 94. Then you had three other Penrith players before you got to David Fafita on 79. As you mentioned, I thought the scoreboard uh, made this matchup seem a lot more lopsided than it was. They were quite competitive for at least an hour, the Titans. Uh, they were up in Penrith's face. They were continuing to fight, even though they had every opportunity to clock off after about 40, 30 to 40 minutes um, when Penrith did take the ascendancy and they could have really run away with it and Obviously, they did run away with it in the last 20, but this could have been 50 or 60 if if the Titans didn't continue to fight the way that they did. Um, but just as Penrith always do, the slightest opportunity you give them, they just jump all over it, like um, like a free beer that comes past Daggy. It's <laughs> just gone before you can blink. <laughs> it's all over and done with. Poor, so. <laughs> big shout out to the lovely lady at the bar in the field club because she was working very hard. <laughs> Campbell's she injury. Was shocked a few times. <laughs> You're back. Jaden <laughs> no. Campbell's injury seemed to take all the enthusiasm out of the uh, Titans' attack, and then the defence sort of followed it about five minutes later, and then the Penrith just went on a procession. Uh, Penrith, of course, wasn't quite at their best, especially very early in attack and uh, in defence for a big part of the game. Well, again, we saw early ball movement, and they were just been happy to, to get. Just move, shift early, get the outside backs having to work hard, and it it, it made them feel uncomfortable for and the first half. Yeah. Also, you got to you got to respect that because they're already working their backsides out. These back the back five yeah. for Penrith. Yeah. They're always up 150, 200 meters. A lot yeah. of them. So give them some more work to do. Why not? You yeah. know, it makes sense. It yeah. does make sense. Seabold's obviously um, <laughs> unlocked there something for people it's to look at over the next it's six weeks. About Seabold and sorry to go on me old. Style, no, you're um, right. Off you go. Tangent. But I wonder how much of that is because Manly were then again very well coached this week. I wonder how much is Seabold, how much is 
Flanagan, Flanagan, how much is DCE? DCE. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. I was thinking about it earlier because absolutely you see what changes next year. It may be Seabold. Could you imagine those three are probably sitting lots around of people in for the at least know. half an hour to an hour exactly. having a good chat? But lots everywhere. of people who should know tell me Seabold's a genius. So yes. Maybe it's. But he's, apparently he's a very eccentric genius, so <laughs> yeah. which rubs some people up the wrong way. Yeah, so, yeah. Which is, but I think, so what I happened at Brisbane. That, and how much but is Flanagan and how much is... I think a lot of it... Uh, uh, if it is Flanagan, have like, parts kudos to... Do, I would imagine. Like, that's an interesting one to come into St George because he can... If you can think... You have to... If you're coming a team like St George, you have to think outside the box. Well, even the years that Flanagan was at the Sharks, they were a very well-coached team. They oh, yeah, were very yeah, disciplined. Yeah. They did do a few different yeah. things at times to upset... Like, they played different ways to upset different oppositions. Yeah. And, yeah, like... Uh, they had a different style when they were playing the likes of Penrith well, uh, compared to Melbourne and that kind of stuff. Like, they had a, a very sto- and it's ironic because they've they've lost those games, but mm. they came here with nothing to lose and and created a perfect storm yeah. to try and beat them. But yeah, you look back at when it's not perfect, you that lose, Sharks run they 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 would play very different against Melbourne. Yeah. Um, compared like they get in that grind and do that but they were also happy to play the freestyle freewheeling type yeah. of footy up against the likes of the tigers and penrith who were playing that type of footy at that yeah, time yeah. so you yeah. know but um yeah it's interesting it's a it's a good point you bring up um yeah weren't quite themselves in defense the but they were more than good enough for the titans who tried hard but just yeah they're the titans they're not an, not anywhere near the level of penrith and um even though Penrith were off, they, they still did it quite convincingly at the end of the day. Um, I thought AJ and Tino were great for, for the Pen, uh, for the Titans side. Mo and uh, Cleese Haas, after giving him a slap last week, I think he's, he, was he was quite yeah. good. Um, scored the first try in this match. David Fafita was their best player again. Uh, he's getting through 25, 30 tackles every week and he's destructive when he does get the ball in his hand. They, Penrith did go pretty well to keep him quiet for big parts. but Mo made 42, by the way. Yes, he, d- he and does 160 that too. Meters. <laughs> Imagine Mo and Twile together. Oh, what a dream team! <laughs> Fish and Leota were were decent. So was uh, Lindsay Smith. They all did their job. Martin and Taruva, I thought, were very good in this game. Taruva, for mine, has just shot into another level recently. He's 200 meters every week, uh, just doing all that hard stuff. He's modelled his game on Brian Toto recently, I think, and um, he's really he's got really good footwork and pace. So. Uh, I think he's only going to improve into the future. Uh, Crichton and Yo were, were also very good in this game, but uh, it was I thought Peachy and Cleary were the standouts for mm-hmm. the Penrith side. I wouldn't just Peachy's had a fantastic season, like a great yeah. season, to the point where if if Tango wasn't looming as the beast <laughs> in the wings, Peachy should keep the centre spot. He's been fantastic. He's physical in defence again. He, mm-hmm. he creates stuff. Um, by the way, actually, well, we've said it's flattering, but that first try should have been a try. Uh, and in discord mm. the next set um, was good for him. But he's had a, a great season uh, and he's now on board. And I suppose you, you throw Dane Laurie back in around a score, you'd be happy you'd be hovering and covering some of these blokes. But uh, I'm, I'm, we'll just touch a little bit on Cleary. I'm oh, sorry, Edwards was the best. Well, so where you want to go? I thought Edwards was the best player on the field. I don't even know why I forgot to mention him, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, just start he mentioning was, him. Yeah. 300 plus metres. Again, um, he makes 200 every week, and this week he's decided to make 300. Yeah. He's just always pushing through in support. He's never missed, never misses his job. Fantastic under the high ball. Like, yeah. considering, what was it, three, four years ago, the bloke, the bloke was struggling for a good half of the year to catch any bomb that was put up. Now it doesn't matter what type of kick gets put. It probably helps that Cleary puts up those spiles for him every yeah. week for him to practice catching. But, um, 
He he's been tremendously safe under the high ball. He is just everything that you want out of a a fullback. Yeah. He's always there in support. He's got a decent what you're just decent saying, passing even, game. Not, people would say, "Oh, imagine if this team had a halfback with this and the other." Even from we saw on the Tigers. Put in perspective, the game before, if Ed, if Edward is up sniffing around in and around, that how many? Yeah, probably scores two or three tries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, incredibly safe under the high ball. He's one of the better fullbacks in def, uh, defensive positioning. Yep. You very rarely see a ball put into the in goal without him being within sort of arm's length of it. Yeah. And um, yeah, he he just created he creates that third man on the overlap uh, constantly on both sides of the field, which leads to. The likes of Crichton, Toto, Taruva, Peachy being able to just open up the defence on the outside of him. So, uh, yeah, I don't have much more to add. Uh, Stephen Crichton's had a phenomenal year, like a, one of his best years. Absolutely, in a, consistency through the roof. In uh, week in, in week in out. A, you know, when we half questioned him being in Origin, this that and the other, last couple of years he's been fantastic again. Mm-hmm. I think he cut off every, everything pretty well. Like, what am I going to add to you? They're, they're Penrith. They're good at it. Uh, I thought Titans tried very hard, and in a different world, almost could have got away with this if, yeah. if a, a couple, if they weren't playing Penrith. Sid and Ben and they weren't playing <laughs> Penrith. But Titans have had a good six weeks. Like they're yeah, performing absolutely. the best of their ability. Um, apparently, as the interim a, uh, coach has got plenty out of them. Yeah, um, good luck to him. Mm. Uh, apparently, as a Lenahan, someone. Yeah, Lenahan. Yeah. As a one the ABC Grandstand Footballer of the Year already. Apparently he's out oh, really? clear yeah, right. on their three two ones. Yeah. I don't think he's getting our three two ones. Is that Louis? That's that's but Luke Louis that gives that out yeah, every week. Louis and, uh, <laughs> Luke Lewis. There's still Bobcat and yeah. Andrew Moore and whoever else. But yeah. yeah right. Uh so apparently he's out far clear he can't lose, which is mm. interesting. He'd be up there in our counts, but he wouldn't be that far ahead. I couldn't imagine. How could he they, how could they not them Dunno Payne Haas, Sean Johnson? Like interesting. I I I anyway, you yeah, must okay. just <laughs> clean up every week. I'm, and I'm not saying they're wrong because yeah, you can look at yeah. the If you look at every everyone game, looks at a game differently. Of and course. when you have to give points out that, like the minute to you're this, watching the game, to this team, I, like like we said the other mm. week, you could have given three points to anyone a team the other yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. And don't get me wrong, he's been consistently brilliant. I think he's mm. we've got probably one or two points most games that we've we've had him, but I think we've only probably given him man of the match in three or four games. So. Mm. Um, there is a difference. We get to sit back and reflect a little bit more too. Watch a few of the they do it straight after the game. Few I different things. They do uh, it on the spot as the game finishes, which, um, which isn't a bad thing either. And they've got a different vantage point. Obviously, I don't know if they're watching it off TVs or if they're watching it from the ground. All the combination, Sydney so, and Town, and then yeah. interactive studio, whatever it is they're called. Yeah, but um, I had Edwards with three points. I had Cleary with two, and then I either had Peachy or David Fafita for the one. Now go with your first three, Peachy for one. Yeah. Uh, what do we got next? Actually, amazing. Thirty-eight twenty-eight. The main event. Mm. Storm beat the Dragons in a game that, uh, yeah, wasn't overly impressed by the Storm for a team no, that nearly put forty not. on. But I was pretty was impressed no. with the Dragons though. So there's probably a bit of give and take there. I think. Um, probably and that's the thing. It's a bit like times. One of the teams best to play, games. Teams are allowed to play well. And yeah. there was some very good... I think Ryan Carr's doing a good job there as well. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, it's probably one of the best attacking games out of the Dragons all year. And back-to-back two games in a row from the Dragons had probably been close to their best performances for the season once the season's all dead. Mm. But um, we had four tries. Uh, five tries played seven. Four out of five conversions played four out of seven for the Storm. One out of one penalty attempt for Melbourne and a missed 
two-point field goal attempt. I think was that. I'm guessing that was right on half time, was it? Or <laughs> anyway, seventy-four percent uh, completion, paid eighty-seven percent, one hundred and sixty-eight plus running meters for the Storm. Five line breaks apiece. Thirty-three tackle busts, played forty-nine for Melbourne. Eleven offloads to three. Two forced dropouts to one. Three hundred and seventeen tackles, played three hundred and thirty-six. Eleven errors from the Dragons, eight from Melbourne. Four penalties conceded from both teams. Six ruck infringements to four. Will Warbrick with 128 supercoach points. Katoa with 127. And Billy Burns with 112 from the Dragons' side. He's having a hot run. I like I like what they've found with their back row now. Looks very good. Yeah, I like uh, all of the youngsters. Dan Russell a little bit quiet in this one, but um, he's still uh, definitely a, a prospect there, the young fella. Yeah. Um, so, as I mentioned, second time in as many weeks, Dragons provide one of their best performances of the season. Uh, both sides, I think, would be disappointed in some of their defensive efforts. Uh, there was a few tries there that probably should have been stopped but weren't. Um, but there was also some very uh, very nice tries that were, were put on from both sides. Poor old Matt Fina, he got found out on multiple occasions. The first one for the Warbrick try and then probably the other two as well <laughs> for his hat trick. But um, yeah, that happens with young wingers, I suppose. Um, Melbourne scored first and the Dragons then went bang, hit back with three tries in a row. Right. And there were some nice tries in that too. They had really, the, um, really good. Um, Billy Burns with the with the run on his own to just cut through a couple of defenders and score. But some really nice deception from Ben Hunt, yeah, holding the ball up, playing one way, playing short yeah. back against the grain, and, 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 and turning both on both sides. Both of the tries, yeah, yeah, just just inside the post, and yeah, yeah some lovely play there from Ben Hunt. Um, but then Melbourne go back and score those two straight back down the, down that edge again with yeah. poor, poor old Matt Fernay struggling to find his positioning. Uh, but Coates's one-on-one individual effort was probably the game-breaker, really. Uh, it was pretty close there, and he, he just runs through four or five blokes and then runs 50 metres down the field to score. And um, that was a big momentum changer, I thought. Uh, yeah. It put the Dragons on their back foot for, for, for a fair bit after that. Even though, obviously, they kept coming. Um, and then it was Jerome Hughes and Ellie Katoa just busting up that right edge. Uh, nice little grubber and a nice little short ball just led to, to two uh, two very nice tries there from Jerome Hughes, who's now put back-to-back, I think, three out of his last four games. He's been tremendous for this mm-hmm. Melbourne side. And uh, he's really getting them around the field and uh, creating a lot of points for them too, which has been good. And then... Katoa went and chopped Paul Ben Hunt completely in half and he drops the ball and Jerome runs away to score under the post to finish the match off. Oh, I think there was a penalty, wasn't there, right on fucking full time as yeah, well. Yeah. But what do you do? Um, yeah, they took control with about 20 minutes to go, but it, uh, it was really, it was. I think it was two minutes left when when that, um, that tackle came in and the storm went in front. Like the Dragons are only two points behind with two minutes to go in this game yeah. or three minutes yeah. to go in this match. Uh, K- yeah, Katoa 54, Ravalo 73, and then the last one. So eight points in the last three minutes. But, yeah, you're two points behind. You're right. Yes. That's how math works. Uh, yeah, and it was. this is where I, I – I, which I've had all the way through. No, good. They, they threw the ball around. They didn't care. Obviously, that comes a bit comes with uh, not having anything on the line. Yeah. But – um, some of their attack was really nice. I'd be interested to see how, again, how much Flanagan has any say in this. Mm. We seem to give this bloke a lot of credit tonight, but uh, whether it's in instruction, whether it's pressure off, whether it's uh, I have heard he's been in the background, select telling them to select some of well, these youngsters. But any the youngsters are working. This is we've had this discussion here a fortnight ago about um, 
getting rid of the exposed play. Once, if you 50, 60 first grade games and you're making up numbers, well, and get you're bobbing up in. and down on the spot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is, like I said, that Billy Burns, uh, Russell, even Catchman and. Uh, both Catchmans, yeah. Or both Catchmans and is it Malazan? They're all uh, adding something different yeah, yeah, to the yeah. team. Mulhausen. Yeah. Mulhausen. Uh, but Mulhausen, Mulhausen. Yep. Um, but that's the right way to do it. Like this is this is how Penrith found their success. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Max was pretty good. Max Figo had a yeah. good game. I thought Sloan was was good also. Uh, chimed in still at the has, right time. Needs to get a little bit more involved. Um, as we've said for his entire career, he just feels like a. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he needs he needs to just go and watch Dylan Edwards. Mm. Just get involved. Because he's either all in or nothing. And there's yeah. a lot of floating around and looking slightly, you know, deer in a headlight-ish. Hunt and Laurie were very good uh, in this game. Sully and Burns were fantastic for the Dragons. Welch and Le- excuse me, Liero were decent in the middle. Grant Coates and Meany all had very good games. But it was it was those three guys, Hughes, Warbrick and Katoa, that really pulled this game away and um, got, got Melbourne home. Mm-hmm. And they needed to because they, they were struggling I actually was really, I was cheering the Dragons, obviously, because yeah. I, I don't, I don't mind watching the Storm get beaten, <laughs> but um, yeah, they really needed those three guys to get them over the line at the back end of the game. How he's given out three points to Hughes, two to Kotoa, correct, and one to Warwick. Yeah, mm. let, let's move on. Yeah, I, like they're they're really going to finish fourth, but I feel like they'll get annihilated by Penrith if they play in a. You would think so. An elimination final, unless they all like they've they've got a team that. If they all pull together and put in that one performance, they could put in a pretty special performance. But and they, but I think they also know that's their game. Mm. Like that's like this is it. If Bellamy can't get up for this one game to have a crack at Penrith, well, yeah, why are we doing it for? Anyway, uh, Sunday kicked off uh, twenty nine to ten. The Knights put the Bunnies to bed, which pleased me because I declared them. <laughs> you did, and, and uh, should have had more on, but it was a. Uh, very impressive performance to watch as I was trying to watch um, Sean O'Malley oh, right. beat Aljo at UFC as well. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, I enjoyed this because it made the, everyone else realise that buddies aren't quite with us anymore. I don't even thought the scoreboard could have and probably should have been, been more. more should have been more. Anyway, it's six tries to two, which is a pretty fair effort. Two out of six conversions played, one out of two for Souths and one out of one field goal attempts for the Newcastle side. 82% completion played, 58, 58% completion unit. Barely going to beat anybody in this competition. 134-plus run metres and 78-plus post-contact metres for the Newcastle side. 10 line breaks to 5. 48 tackle busts played, 42. 9 offloads to 11. A rucking, uh, sorry, a force dropout from both teams. 304 tackles played, 347. 10 errors to 14. 7 penalties conceded from both teams. A ruck infringement and an inside the 10 against the South Sydney team. And a Simbin for Latrell <laughs> with a couple of minutes to go. Marzu with 120 supercoach points. Cook with 117. Ponga with 91. Can we start calling it Hey No Nine, what Ponga's doing right now or not? It's pretty close. As I've said for a month now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, there's now seven straight. They're and this is one of his quieter Newcastle. performances in, he was just in, right in this run right for the last edge, six but, or eight weeks. Um, but there was 20 minutes where, yeah. Anyway, I'll get to that. I've yeah. got it written down. We'll get to it then. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the, obviously Ponga and Best hit the ground running in the first half, and they they really look clinical at times. They were putting on a, a bit of a show there. 
Ponga for 15, 20 minutes looked untouchable. Like the defence looked petrified every time he shaped up to get involved in that back line. They didn't know how they were going to, whether they were going outside to try and cover him or whether they needed to come back in. And he seemed to create the, uh, pick the right option every time. <laughs> he was beating them on the outside and then next time he'd come back and beat them on the inside. And it wasn't just, a mar- it was Campbell Graham. He stood up Campbell Graham three or four times mm. in the, that first 20, 30 He's minutes. He's not had a good month, Campbell Graham. Mm. But still, like you know, one of the better defensive centers, even though he's not in the greatest form, uh, and he beat him pretty well, easy. Yeah, and we beat him pretty easily. Not a knock on Campbell Graham. It's just a, mm. we hold him to that standard. And he was, um, yeah, he was fantastic. Best finally looking to play both sides of the ball. His defense has been really strong recently, as well as his attack, and he's starting to provide as but, well. Uh, I was going to say rather than one just who's now running the ball himself, yeah. and also picking up scraps. And yeah. p- you know, when you're getting the scraps along the way. That's the that's the one percent is that win your game. Yeah, absolutely, um, and um, it probably helps that he's got a very good finisher on his outside, so he probably trusts true. him. Um, you know, because it did take a long time. He would, it, earlier in the year we're constantly saying he's just not passing to the outside. He's not, you know, yeah. he's not providing Mazu with enough options, and now he's quite happy to catch and pass it because he knows he's got an absolute beast on the outside yeah. of him. They just bust through three or four blokes and score tries. Um, he was amazing again, uh, Mazu. He's he's. <laughs> Titans must be kicking themselves, seriously. Because some of the blokes they've got out there. <laughs> you can play him in the centres, you can play him in, uh, on the wing and some yeah. of the blokes that they've got on the in those positions at the Titans. Uh, questionable at best. Um, yeah, what, what much more do you say? It was pretty. It was clinical performance, man. As I said, I thought they probably should have won by more. Should've, they probably should have stretched the score out to a 30-plus, like well, beat them was, by 30 well, points. That, that and, a couple well, – that. There's the one where well, Pong got dragged down a metre short a couple mm. of times yep. and they couldn't capitalise. They had uh, another one that were uh, another one that um, there's another one on the left side that they should have scored off, but um, they broke them open and Marzu broke them open a couple of times. And Gagu, Gay yeah. guy broke them open a couple of times, yeah. which didn't end up in points. But This has yeah. been coming south because they're, uh, well, two sides, again, to, to say two sides of the ball. Their edge defence was shot against the Tigers. Mm-hmm. The Tigers should have beaten them that game. Yep. And ever since, it's like that was the it's red been flag. A similar sort and of, then they've yeah. they've cop sharks. You just did that, and they've cop Newcastle. Uh, I don't know how everyone's missed this. That this was coming for the bunnies, but then in attack, their execution's been poor. Like, oh, they were very, they were horrible. Poor. Both sides of the they point. still yeah. had enough possession here where they should have spared more points at mm-hmm. the best they would have, and passes weren't hitting. There's um, shit going into touch, there's drop balls, there's, uh, like, they're just, uh, they're done, essentially. Trill got involved in the first sort of 15, 20 minutes, which padded out his stats and made his performance look a lot better on paper than what, he, it, what it was. He just disappeared but for I'm an at, hour. I'll tell you where he was. He was standing directly behind Damien Cook. Yeah. And if you've listened to us for a couple of years, if you're looking for someone who's bludgeoned, Look directly behind the dummy half because he's yeah. not going to turn around and pass the thing directly Straight backwards back. exactly. to the bloke who's standing behind him. Yeah. And I saw Latrell stand there at least seven or eight times in this game. Yeah. Not not involved. He doesn't doesn't want to get involved in the shape because all he has to do from there is follow the ball yeah. and get involved. He just walked to to the next play of the ball and then stood directly behind Damien Cook again. Yeah. And the ball went back to the other side of the field and he fucking but walked over to that side look, of the field. And then go and look at where <laughs> Newcastle scored, especially if Mars on the wing. I don't think he. Was he was the same. He wasn't in yeah. within Kuwait wasn't of yeah. uh, any of Marzu's tries. Yeah. And, and then the last 20 minutes, he decided he was going to try and get involved and was Errol Flynn. Yeah. Fucked everything he touched. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, 
every time he tried to throw a pass, it went into the on, under the ground or into the fucking sidelines. Yeah, he was tapping balls three meters forwards. He was just you know, he was <laughs> fucking horrible in that last twenty minutes. Even though he was actually trying to trying to get involved, Cody Walker was the invisible man for large parts of this game again as well. He did have a couple of nice touches, uh, but. Yeah, the only there was two blokes, and it's the same two blokes for South every week. That you know he's going to have a go. It's Cook and Murray, and other than that, Keon had a bit of a crack. But for Newcastle to do this without Hastings as well, Mm -hmm. I thought Clum was quite good. He was good. Um, was was especially kicking. I think they'll have good team. uh, Happy teams play good football, and you can see here. With, uh, even when Clarence saw the field goal at the end, like it's a fuck all field goal, yeah. but they got around him and like you know you're part of the team, and that comes across and that that spreads through everything else. Uh, you've got to say that whether it's and we've been critical for years as we've said, uh, O'Brien's got them humming. Yep, they're sharp, they're quick, mm-hmm. their line speed's good. They are enthusiastic. When, when I said about um, sort of putting Roosters fifth, I actually would have Newcastle ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Newcastle are a danger to some of these teams. New, I would almost tip Newcastle at full strength against the Warriors. Interesting one to think about. Forwards, yeah. Yeah. The only but they're question, outside backs. But all, if you but get if you get really and Thompson, and you, River, yeah, Mark, you get, you get Hastings into the line, opening up mm-hmm. for Gay Guy. Yep. They, they're gonna, again, they've got. We talk about the outside backs. They they can match them at their best. Gay Guy and Best at their best have shown. Yeah, yeah, um, no, absolutely. Where they're at. Um, but. Um, Caelan Ponga, like I said, I've, I've raved about him for weeks now. From where mm-hmm. he come from, where he looked like he's almost going to retire uh, in June. Yeah. Uh, well, a bit earlier than that, let's say May. It was um, he's had a phenomenal season, and more power to him. He's kicking yeah. like a fiend. He is, yeah. uh, and I'd forgotten about it, but it was pointed out uh, elsewhere that not the, so much you know, in this this, one, this time a year ago. <laughs> he, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, sorry, just looked at that. Yeah. Um, um, a year ago, he was in a toilet with Kurt Mann. Yes, yes, he was. And to come back and, <laughs> you know, you, you pay the bloke one point two or whatever he's on to win these games, and he's winning them these games. So you, you say, well, half of this season, he's earned every dollar of that. Yeah, 100%. he's been fantastic. Keon and Duncan were decent uh, for the for the south side. Um, Murray was very good and Cook was great, but yeah, that that was about the only four that you wanted to mention out of the south team. I thought uh, Thompson and and. Uh, Saifidi were very good again in this game. Ponga and Mazu were absolutely brilliant. And the the other two were probably oh best Frizzell and Gay Guy were just everywhere. They they had plenty of good touches. Frizzell's having his as as we said, and I was probably almost anyone defending him when he got picked for New South Wales, but he's had a yeah, yeah. nearly a career. No, he's been brilliant. Frizzell. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in attack. In context, yeah. He's been um really, really strong in attack and he never lets anyone down in defence. No. But um yeah, it was uh, it was the the Ponga and Mazu show at the end of the day. They they were the ones that created all sorts of problems for South Sydney. Chuck Best in there as well, yeah. providing. But um, it, it generally came from Ponga. I gave Mazu the three. I thought the, his three tries that he did have again, he had to do plenty of work to do. Uh, I think he ran over two hundred meters again, um, and a lot of his tries were only sort of ten or fifteen minute meter shuffles. So that tells you he's doing a whole heap of work out of the backfield, which. He, He's done uh, now for a good part of this season. <coughs> Excuse me, Ponga with two, and then I had um, Gay Guy for one, or, wow, okay. or Damien Cook. But well, we well, can throw Frizzell in. I was going to have Frizzell, but yeah, um, we'll go with Frizzell. Give it to Frizzell. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you for wingers though? Like we, mm. uh, you know, it's easy to 
say, oh, Alex Johnson catches the ball and puts it down. Look at what what Dallin. If you went back and watched all of 21 of Dallin's tries, he's 20 of 21 of 22. 15 of them would be ridiculous. That would be to school. incredible. Yeah. Marzu's the same. Zarko's the same. Yep. Uh, you can keep going through uh, a lot of these guys. Like they have been amazing. And they're uh, doing two. They, they're leading the run meters as well. A lot yeah. of them. And a lot of that's not kickoffs. So that's without, taking that that's first scoot out Bizzo, of That's half. without mentioning. Yeah. Like you said, to Ruva earlier. <laughs> yep. It's now a, you now need to have almost a better back three than anyone else to be competitive. Yeah, and that's uh, that's been the Penrith blueprint for four or five years. Four or now. five years. Uh, I've said my piece and blame me load over. What are your what's your genuine opinion <laughs> of Newcastle? You're definite threat. Um, they're probably the best of the the rest, to be honest. Uh, if they get it get it right, they're they're only. The only thing for mine is if they get shut down in the middle of the field. Mm. Like they can be controlled in the middle of the field. Um, and if you get a team that really winds up and puts a whole heap of pressure through the middle, uh, they've been, they have been suspect there at times during the year. Well, so. We saw actually even going back to the Tigers where they, they, they ultimately beat them. I think them, the Broncos destroyed them through the middle of the field. Sharks did earlier in the year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So... For mine, that's really um, – if they can hold the middle against their opposition, they've got more than enough strikeout wide to score your 20, 30 points, which puts you in every single game that you can play. But if they get dominated in the middle of the field, they can. I think they can be held to you know one or two tries and then it's probably game over for them. I, th- I think week – where it's week one, two or three is decided by Hastings being fit too. Yeah, true. I, think, I don't think they get further without um, – if they do, then that is like – Flowers to Ponga, like yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rain about on it, but uh, I think they need Hastings to get through. Well, they're going to now finish what six, six or seventh, and yeah. they're going to probably play Canberra, who they'll fucking towel. Oh, they'd play or Roosters, Sharks maybe. Isn't Sharks? Oh, sure, you're, yeah, it's that's five, true. five and eight, and six and seven. So, so they're either going to cop, yeah, Raiders, Roosters, or Sharks. I would imagine. The mm. way things are looking. That would be a crack. That could be one of the games of the year. Sharks and Newcastle. Sharks and Newcastle. Elimination final. Yeah. Anyway, what was it? What was also. It would probably be the Roosters or Canberra, I would say. Yeah. They will both be crackers because Roosters come in. It's an interesting thing. The, the bottom four is almost. Anyway, it's stupid. <laughs> no, I'm saying stupid. We'll Move on. 28-22, exactly. Yeah. Where, no, that wasn't 22 This is yeah, an NLW. 24 That's the one. Raiders and the Bulldogs, who... Raiders, yeah, are still there under sufferance, but uh, Matt Tomoko Correct. exists, so that was nice. Uh, they won. So. Yeah, Tomoko and Rapana exist. That's Otherwise, <laughs> Raiders would it. have scored two points, like they did the week before. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, here they are. They won this game, which kept their did, finals hopes alive. Scored six tries to four. Six out of six conversions. Played four out of four for the Dogs. A missed field goal attempt for Canberra. 72% completion from both sides. 220-plus running metres and 134-plus post-contact metres for the Raiders. So it looks like they, they were pretty dominant in the middle of the field. But it wasn't until the back end of the game. Seven line breaks to six. 47 tackle busts played 32. 12 offloads to 11. Four force dropouts from the Raiders. 292 tackles played, 398. 14 errors to 10. Two penalties conceded to six. Three ruck infringements to one. Two inside the 10 against the Raiders, one against the Bulldogs. Rapana with 160 super coach points. Tarpane with 97. And then two other Raiders players before you got down to 
Toby Sexy Sexton on 78. Thankfully, I own Jordan Rappiner. That's nice. <laughs> you should have captained him. It would have been a good day. Hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, this wasn't the greatest should game. Should have captained Dallin, but anyway. yeah, again. <laughs> uh, this created more, again, we know the, the, the Bulldog uh, the Raiders. They're going to be suffering some serious head noise. But they aren't going to win a game in the finals. And this was um, borderline. Uh, I can't say they were outplayed, but they weren't. They didn't outplay Canterbury either. Up until the last sort of 15 minutes, I really thought the dogs were going to get them. Yeah, and and especially Mm. that early period where um, they put together, well, they put together those couple of tries at the back end and looked like, of the first half, and uh, looked like they had all the momentum through then. Uh, and there was a few other little bits and bobs where Raiders fucked around and Fox took off with an intercept and we thought, oh, here we go. And there was a few other moments where, yeah, Bulldogs were in this game. Unfortunately, I think, I hate to say it, class prevailed, but the two best players were, like I said, Tomoko and Rapana. The big boys in the forward stepped up too. Oh, you Those three big names, uh, Tarpanay, Papali'i and Horsburgh had really big impacts in the middle of the field. And were probably the main reason that they got so many extra running metres through, through through the middle of the field. Which is a story every time you play the Bulldogs. Yes, absolutely. Um, decent performance from both sides, I thought. Um, they they both put in plenty of effort, but they just couldn't seem to get out of their own way. They seemed to cause more problems for their attack than, the, than good things. Um, the 50% of the game was them getting in the, in the way of themselves, and then the other 50%, they did all right. But... Um, just a continual back and forth. It was just ridiculous. Like, I score, you score, <laughs> we score, they score. Yeah. Just continually throughout 40, 50, well, 50 60 minutes. Um, and no one really seemed to take an ascendancy. But, yeah, Rapano was involved in, I think, every try that the Raiders scored. Like, I don't think they score a point without him. Yeah. He was fantastic uh, chiming in into the back line. Not really breaking it apart with his footwork, but just getting into the right position, running direct and hard at the line, and then promoting his outside ball player, uh, his outside runners to, you know, um, Tomoko had a field day <laughs> on the outside of him, created some nice stuff back on the inside. Fogarty got him around the field with his kicking game. He was uh, he was pretty decent, obviously doing that. Rapper is interesting case because he is like he's in the gutho yes, echelon of effort. Mm-hmm. Can never love him or hate him, and I can understand why his positioning is generally pretty he's good. Always pretty, but he's always he does there. have errors. He's in always him, there, yes. Yeah. But he's someone you'd want at your club. Like he's just, and it's not errors like um, Reese Walsh, where he's creating stuff. It's generally simple, stupid errors. Well, he'll run across and just drop a bomb from his cold head. or yeah. a gravel <laughs> bouncing his face. Some, but apart from that, he'll always be. He's always going to sometimes his, massive his amounts of effort with and with his knees. But half of that's probably the reason why he makes so many mistakes, just because he's trying so hard. But when you compare him and Gutho's effort to what Latrell produces week in, week out, yeah. it's like... It, it's Chuck Dillon with Edwards up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, uh, and, 100%. And, and I think they can do worse. I don't know where they're heading. Apparently, White's trying to backflip on his South contract now. Was yeah, right. Body triple M day. But I don't know where they're heading, and apparently they're sort of heading... Uh, they've got Ethan Strange here looking at Seb Chris maybe as 5'8", because Ricky likes just making up 5'8". He does. But they could do worse <laughs> than just giving Rappiner the one and saying, you're the one. It, like, there would be clubs that would love to have him play fullback. There would be a couple of them, yeah. Dogs would be one. Exactly. But they had Avrilla who would probably matched his effort in this game. Yep. I thought he was brilliant in the amount of effort he put in. He saved a try with his feet. He saved one with his arms. 
he was um, generally in a there or thereabouts when there was um, point scoring opportunities for, for the Bulldogs. I thought King and Kickout were very good for the Bulldog side, um, as was Waddell. The halves were good. The halves did their job. We just didn't have enough um, blokes. Like the, as you said, there was the the Josh Shadow car runaway intercept that generally turns into points, but it yeah. didn't. It got shut down. Um, Canberra scrambled, uh, and then the play fell apart a couple of plays later. There's uh, <clears throat> a couple of different things like that that could have gone the dog's way. Yeah, that, poor that, poor that, old that Reed's didn't. trying to facilitate shit around at the same time. And yeah, Reed had, had, had an average game actually yeah. in this one, which is unusual for him. He's been close to their best player most weeks. Um, Harrison Edwards was good for. I like Harrison Edwards for the um, yeah for him and Liam Knight. I thought had a very good game for the Bulldogs, uh, which is a bit of you know a couple of guys that have come into their pack that they haven't had during the year, which um, is you know positive signs towards next year. But they still need a couple of guys to go in and around. But they're all the rest still of it. Um, they're all still lanky back rowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need you need to find it. They need, need two wrecking balls yeah. to come into this side. Yeah, Because I don't think he can move really to the middle. Like King works his know. ass off, but they need two they need two Paulo and, and RCG Pre- types Edwards, to come into this Ed- side. Edwards and, and you throw Preston back in. Edwards, yep. Preston Kick out. Um who's the other one you just said? Oh, just Liam Preston will end up at third. But they're all the same player. Like oh, Knight's a, Knight's a bit more of a bowling ball sort of yeah, but through the, the middle. But they're all sort of that length. But he's your backup. He's your and, backup. And with front Penguin row. going, obviously yeah. it frees up a bit of money. But And they've got CY coming back. So They need know, two of your... Who's the best. So um, spen- uh, the Two of your Spencer, then you Fisher-Harris, um, Totola types to go through the middle. Yeah, CY's coming back, team. so... Yeah, Can't wait. Could help. But he's uh, 34. But. <laughs> Correct. Um, and Avarillo was involved in everything. I thought he was the best player for the Bulldogs. Um, Young Whitehead and Gula were good. Fogarty, Tomoko had very good games, in it, especially in attack. Um, and the big names, as I mentioned, in the forwards stood up and they were probably the difference, really, uh, apart from outside of Rapana, mm. who was yeah easily <laughs> hands down man of the match in this game. Rapana with three points. Probably would have given him five if I could. <laughs> Tapane with two. And then I had either Papali'i or Tomoko for the one. I'll give it to Tomoko. Yep. Fair call. Uh, because like, his tries yeah, two tries. Uh, were both, and both off his own bat, basically just busting over. He was put in good position off Rapana, but yeah. yeah. He had he did have to break the line and then continue on. So, uh, Yeah, Canberra under sufferance. Yeah, absolutely. The, they might be the... Uh, well, they still might miss, to be honest. If Penrith rests half their side and the Cowboys manage a win in the last round, yeah, they'll Canberra will go out for and against. If but they do have Canberra do have good records against Brisbane and Cronulla, recent records. Yeah, I think it's, it's five out of six now. against Brisbane and the last nine against Cronulla. So there's definitely a bogey against Cronulla and Brisbane are a different team to what they used to be. But if Canberra beat Brisbane in the final, I'll. Now these are the two weeks leading into the. Finals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If Canberra beat Brisbane in two weeks, I'm not going to say stupid. Canberra win one game, one of those two games, they're they're done, they're in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if they lose them both, and the Cowboys beat, uh, they got Dolphins this week and Penrith in the last week. So right. the Cowboys would have to win both those games, and Canberra would have to drop both of their games. That's right. And uh, Brisbane will put fifty on this week, and then you've got um, Sharks will put forty on next week. They should, by all rights, but 
I know strange things. Said, have nine happened. games in a row they haven't beaten them. So and the Sharks weren't the worst side last year, and they beat them both times last year. That They've is beaten true. us this that year. Is true. So they could end up with minus. They could end up with the worst four and against in the comp. Yeah, and somehow finish <laughs> It's incredible. Anyway, uh, what have we got? Let's uh, wrap up with a. Uh, let's go to. Let's go to the pot plant first of all. And right. It's, it's the week for it. Is it plenty around? Is it the same one? You can go first. I've got Schuster. Well, tell, <laughs> Josh us, tell us why. 25, he only played 25 minutes. Did not have a run in 25 minutes when being put back on the bench to play back row. And he played back row and didn't have a run. <laughs> didn't have a run. Touched the ball twice, dropped it once, and I think just shoveled it on the second time. But how <laughs> do you play 25 minutes back row and not have a run? Isn't that your job to made, have a run? Made eight tackles and an error. Fuck. In 25 minutes. I want to see the day come where Locker Croker walks to him, puts the ball in his hands, pats him on the back and says, Go big fella. <laughs> Semi big fella, yeah. Uh, I knew it was coming, I but mean, he did it the week before. He had two runs, I think, the week before as well. Like, yes, no, but since in the last month he's, he's been absolutely disgusting. spat the dummy, yeah. yeah. And they're trying off, but they're trying to offload him. Wish I could spit the dummy on eight hundred k. Old, um, anyway, but this is old, old Scotty Fulton. What a, what a job he's, what a job he's done. <laughs> uh, they, he's yours now. Yeah, mm. he will end up at the Tigers next year. You watch, on <laughs> maybe. Manly, no, but I mean, Manly Scotty Fulton's up, yours now. I know. But no, I know. Good, but Manly will offer five hundred just to get rid of him. Absolutely, well, I would. And you probably go somewhere. You'll end the up money he's on. Someone like Flanning would take him. He's dead set. Had three games this year there. He, he should have been paid for <laughs> the rest of oh, them. The rest <laughs> embarrassing. And a new guy. Now I'm going to go Sevo. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what he was doing in defence. I don't know what his plan was. But conceded uh, a hat trick down his side, untouched. Uh, he is my pop plant. Alfred, nothing, and he just he just doesn't do. And he's not trying to get involved either. He doesn't well, get involved. He's not interested in involved apart mm. from trying to tackle people in the air. And that's why he's my slap because well, you go. know, at his best, he can destroy teams. Yeah, and even when they were in good attacking position, he wasn't putting himself in the position to. But they don't go be to on him the back anymore. of a it's like they just go we're, back we're of a backline play. Like, yeah. We're stuck with him. But cut back in and fucking like you're 100 and what, 15 kilos and fucking six go foot and, four. Yeah. Fucking, go and go try and, and take get a hit two up. off the rock and score under the post or something. Eh? Fucking Brian Toe's five foot five and fucking takes 30 hit ups a game. Like, fuck. He, he needs go to and do more. something. Like he, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he isn't playing first grade next year. Reserves, yeah. 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 Uh, bonus. Uh, God bless him, but I'm going to also, I may as well go to it with a slap. I'm going to slap Latrell. Yeah, I think that has to be done and needs it uh, yeah. because you know we were all quick to rave about him, but that was that was average. Yes, more um, than average. And then to effort. finish it off with a stupid fucking elbow sliding across the ground yeah. on the back of Frizzell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lucky Frizzell didn't get up and fucking knock his teeth in. But Frizzell was just like <laughs> he was just sitting and. Really? Why? Really? What, what are you doing, mate? But anyway, <laughs> um, he deserves to be slapped. And uh, we'll finish on a good one, as we, as we always do, with a salute. Absolutely. Yeah, mine's Jerome, Jerome Hughes. I don't think – I think they lose that game to the Dragons if he wasn't there. Um, he's been awesome. I think he's played three of the last four games. He missed one through injury, but he has been tremendous in these last four outings. And, um, yeah, what, what were his stats, to be honest? Uh, the, here they come. We had 80 minutes, one try, three try assists. Oh, my phone doesn't want to let me do what I want to do. 13 runs for 140 metres, four tackle busts, two line break assists, 14 tackles and then one miss, plus a few kicks. 
Yeah, for a, a lot of kicks. 16 kicks for 400 metres. Uh, without him, they probably lose by 10. And they managed to win by 10. So. Yeah. He's had a very good season since he came back. Uh, not to be rude there. I'm going to finish. I've got a few salutes, actually. I'm in a good mood. Good. Get them out. Newcastle and Caelan Ponga. Yes. Outstanding. Fantastic to see them put Souths away. The turkey guzzler. We're giving us a fine afternoon now. Thank you, Thank guys. you. Yes, I'll, you, add him, I'll, I'll add him to a, a salute for me as well. Yeah, yeah, you can shoot him a message and thank him. Absolutely. And Appy Chorus, how to nail that from the sideline and drag those fellas. <laughs> I was going to say something else there. I did message <laughs> him on the weekend, actually, because he put a post up saying how it, how good it's going to be when they smash new ca- uh, sharks this week. And I'm like, oh, I'll put a bottle of turkey on it. He's like, no, fuck you. You got enough free drinks <laughs> off me this weekend. I haven't bet on them all year. I'm not doing it now for you. Fuck off. <laughs> He's a good man, the guzzler. Uh, and again, a fan of the show. So thank you for that. And uh, yeah, yeah, happy. Nailing that. And uh, he's deserved that. He deserved to have that moment for he what he's done this year. As what about the Tigers giving Luke Brooks a barbecue? <laughs> Apparently he likes cooking. He, he likes... He likes Weirdest thing in the fucking world, dude. Blake's played for you for 10 years and you wheel a barbecue out on the well, field for well, They wouldn't have spent any money on it. Someone's chum- jumped up. Didn't want to get him a gold watch. Couldn't you got him at least a Weber or something? Mm. It was a whatever it was. Anyway, I think we got a bit sidetracked there. Sorry, people. No, but honestly. <laughs> like, I, I, apparently he loves cooking, which is fine because okay. I, love, I love But like, go get him a Weber or something. It was mm. only a... One of those fucking weird... Who knows? It might have been some fantastic like barbecue. Who knows? It might be amazing. But yeah. apparently, apparently the story is, is he loves yeah. cooking meat. Well, there you go. And I didn't learn from James Maloney, apparently. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. He's not going to play again for the Tigers, actually. Mm-hmm. So that's him done. We might have to yeah, go barbecue alone <laughs> this weekend. That's my plan in the morning. Anyway, we've got... Uh, yeah, let's go home, eh? We've got another whole show to do on Wednesday. Yeah, we're back yeah. on Wednesday to do a preview. Leave us some feedback, as I said, especially on YouTube. Leave us some comments. Let us know when we're full of shit. Uh, buy some merch, footy and frothies hats, shirts, steins, everything else in between. Uh, thanks to everyone that's listened. Subscribe to us if you haven't already on all of those mediums. Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh Facebook, X, whatever. Bloody, 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 blah. All those things. Thank you, everyone. Mm. Thanks for listening. It's uh, been some fantastic numbers and appreciate that you're enjoying the show. So we'll be back again to do it all Wednesday night when we preview a very interesting round ahead, actually. So that'll be good. And obviously we'll do it again to review this next week. See you guys. Good night, mate.